Welcome to Charisma Connection. This is Steve Green. We have a special guest with us in the studio by way of telephone, Pastor Ray Bentley of Maranatha Chapel. Pastor Ray, welcome to the Charisma Podcast Network. Wow. Well, Dr. Green, it is an honor and a privilege to be with you. I'm excited to have this conversation with you and your listeners today. Well, that's great. I'm excited to talk about some of your ministry and especially the Holy Land Key. And if you don't mind, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your career, what led up to the preparation for the book, and then we'll get deeper into the book. Tell us what got you here. Well, I got saved. I'll give you the big you know, picture. I got saved uh, at 11 through a Billy Graham film called For Pete's Sake, and um, you know, it had been sponsored in our local theater, went to the movie, walked forward, gave my life to Christ, and started going to the local Nazarene church at the time, and to me, being a Christian was, you know, you believe in Christ, and now I had a, a kind of a, a little group of friends and things to do on Sunday, and I thought, well, you live a good life, and then when you die, you get to go to heaven. But uh, in 1967, um, when I was 11 years old, all of a sudden on the front page of the San Diego Union-Tribune newspaper in giant bold letters was the word Israel. And, you know, I asked my parents, why... I thought this was for church, you know, and, and like long ago, why is Israel on the front page of, of the San Diego Union? So they began to explain how, well, there's, you know, this nation of Israel has come back again, and there's a big war, and they've captured Jerusalem. And so that launched me uh, into a study of prophecy. I thought, wow, we might be living in the generation mm-hmm. that could literally see the return of Christ. And so that began a journey that God called me into the uh, ministry, to be a pastor. I became part of uh, Chuck Smith's group, Calvary Chapel, and teaching through the Bible and believing God had a place for Israel. But in the year 2000, God brought me to a relationship with people in the land. And that's one of the things I talk about in the Holy Land Key, is unlocking end times prophecy through the lives of God's people in Israel. And so, Dr. Green, I've made some relationships with mayors of cities like the city of Ariel, which is in the West Bank, um, and then also our Palestinian, Christian, Arab, Israeli brothers and sisters, and prophecy. I met a, a man who has got a very prophetic gift named Robert Mawiri, and uh, he had a word for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu his first time in office. And it's a miraculous story I talk about in the book, how he was brought before the Prime Minister to say that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has called you. You are not to uh, trade land for peace. If you do, he will remove you from his government, which Netanyahu kind of laughed off. He said, you know what Mm -hmm. we do with false prophets uh, in the Bible? You know, we stone them and kind of made a joke about it. But he ended up coming out to uh, Camp David. Our president, Bill Clinton, was president at the time. He went back to Israel, kind of went back on his word at that time, and did trade land for peace, and was then ousted out of government. Well, long story short, and move forward, I I meet uh, this man, Robert Mawiri, and he gives a second word to now what had been, was the former Prime Minister of Israel, and uh, he says, God has called you a second time to be the Prime Minister at a critical hour in uh, prophetic history, and you are to stand strong. You are not to trade a land for peace. You've called, you've been called for the restoration of the tabernacle of David. Be strong and be of good courage. And uh, I was there as he delivered that word. And this time there was no joking, no laughing. And he actually went out to give an address about the 
relationship between Christians and Jews. Uh, this was in a church out in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and it was phenomenal. Um, mm. I think we have a current prime minister that is there by God's design and by God's call for such a time as this, who has a deep understanding and appreciation for Christians and our relationship uh, with Israelis at this time. So anyway, that's kind of the background of how I think that prophecy for us has been kind of, you know, what time is it? You know, we look at Israel like a clock on the wall, and what God is saying is, hey, church, yes, Israel is a clock on the wall, but it's also a story, and I'm calling you into the story. So I tried to share the story that God has pulled me into, and I think he wants the church to be pulled into, we're, we're to be participants in what he's doing yes. in these days. That's a good word. So you've written several books, correct? Yes. And your most recent is The Holy Land Key. Yes. It came out a year ago, and mm-hmm. it's very, very fresh and current, uh, you know, what God is doing in the Holy Land. And also, what I feel now, Dr. Green, is that, you know, we, we kind of have a convergence, uh, let's say, within the uh, the typical, you know, Christian, charismatic, evangelical worlds, uh, and now we have all these Messianic Jewish believers who are kind of giving us some fresh insights uh, and fresh ways of looking at the Scriptures, and sometimes we battle and argue and draw lines, And mm-hmm. but I think that what God is doing, you know, the, the Bible is, uh, the Old Testament is through Hebrew, the New Testament through Greek, and God chose those two languages, one the, the Hebrew language and then the other the, the Greek-Gentile language, and it's kind of like having two eyes. Um, and God gave vision to the Gentiles. There are certain things we see, we know, we get, we understand. God just gave it to us. But there's some other things that God has given the Hebrews and to the Jewish people and through the Hebraic uh, messianic lens, if you will. And I believe what God has been showing me is that, you know, Two eyes are better than one, and, and two eyes give you depth perception, and God's pulling the story that began in the Old Testament and fulfilled, obviously, at Pentecost and the Church in the New, but now there's new, fresh ground, and, and for us to look uh, with a new lens of understanding. Mm-hmm. So whether people are talking about, this, you know, the Shemitah, oh, that means nothing, and others say, no, it's everything, and the blood moons, oh, it's nothing, oh, no, it is something, and the Feast of the Lord, and... These are all new areas and new ground and new territory, and I think that whoever humbles themselves, uh, whatever side that they are on and coming together, if we're humble and we walk with the Lord, he's trying to say something and trying to communicate a message to us uh, that we need to get and understand so that as brothers and sisters in Christ, whether we're Jewish or Gentile or uh, whatever, that we can walk together and, and receive and hear the assignment that God has for the church, the bride, before he comes back for such a time as this. That's a good word. And more than that, it's exciting to know that there's so many prophets and writers and pastors speaking the same message that you are now. And it it seems like every time I I talk with someone, I'm hearing convergence of thinking. Yes. It's just incredible. And there are so many things happening Mm -hmm. during the month of September, beginning with, obviously, the fall feasts of Rosh Hashanah, uh, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, or we call them Feast of Trumpets and Atonement and uh, Tabernacles, which happens every year in the fall. And I think the fall feasts, uh, the Church has always given a lot of attention to the spring feasts from Passover to Pentecost, 
and that was fulfilled in the first coming of Christ. But I think the Lord is directing the attention of the Church now to the fall feasts, because they're predictive and prophetic about the second coming. And it just so happens this year, in 2015, during the month of September, where we are going to have in a couple of weeks these fall feasts, there's so many things happening politically and geopolitically in the world, and in particular here in America. So I think I want to bring that to the attention of people. So let me be that person who says to you, and you've heard it in your church, people have asked you, well, how many other dates have we looked at and said, this is that, I'm nervous about this date, this is going to happen, and the date comes and it goes with no occurrence. How do you answer that question to to church people, not to the skeptics? Yes. Well, well, that's a great question. And, and let me just say, this, the events I'm talking about are not prophetic events. These are political events. Um, they are going to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, for instance, on... Uh, Wednesday, there, there is right now a reconstituted Sanhedrin okay. in Israel. I don't know, many people don't know that. It's a work in progress. They go, look, we're not the final say, but we need something other than just the government of Israel and the modern state of Israel, uh, something that represents the religious community, which we haven't had for 2,000 years. We had a right. Sanhedrin. So they have reconstituted uh, a work in progress of 71 rabbis and scholars And they've come together to say, we need to start making spiritual decisions. And the reason they're motivated is they believe the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, is coming soon. Well, hey, we agree. We believe believe that Messiah is Jesus. But it's interesting that on Wednesday, the September 9th, this reconstituted Sanhedrin is bringing our president, Barack Obama, up on trial for what it says are criminal offenses against the Jewish people, because of the Iran, the, the Iran nuclear deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Sunday, September 20th, Pope Francis is being brought to trial because, you know, the, the uh, Vatican has made a treaty with, the, the, and they've called it the State of Palestine. Always before, they've referred to it as the Palestinian Liberation Organization, meaning you're a potential state, but you're not there yet. But now, uh, recently, they have gone ahead and called it uh, they've they've replaced Palestinian Liberation Organization with the State of Palestine. It's a treaty. It's the first legal document negotiated between the Holy See and the Palestinian state. And so it kind of constitutes uh, a tacit form of official recognition. So this Sanhedrin is calling Pope Francis in September up on trial charges. Then we have the Iran nuclear deal itself that is to be voted on in Congress, which a lot of Christians are concerned about. America is supporting Israel, and there's much debate, and now the president says he's got enough votes to go ahead and pass it anyway. So that is also happening during this time. And then, you know, you you have the fall feasts themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, people a lot are talking about the Shemitah, which in 2008 on that day, you know, there was a, a stock market crash in 2001 on that day stock market crash. I think it's important for people, believers, to realize nobody is predicting that something has to happen on the Shemitah. In fact, it won't this year because the Shemitah is actually on Sunday, September 13th. But it still could affect, you know, the potential is there. I think just being watching, waiting, and observing, uh, we don't know if anything will happen. Mm -hmm. But I think if we don't know what will happen and can't predict something will happen, it's equally wrong to predict that we know the future and that nothing will happen. That's good. So I think that the wisest thing to do is just, hey, there's a pattern, 
in the past. Uh, patterns are not the same thing as predictions, but they are watches. So I think we should at least watch that. And, of course, the same thing with the, the fourth blood moon coming in uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, September 28th. Um, nothing necessarily has to happen or on that day, but when we look in the past, there are people that are Jewish brothers who say, you know, there's been a pattern in the past, something big with Israel. So I would just tell people, look up and, and um, be aware of these patterns and be wise and watching and waiting, and, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, there's also the French who are putting together a resolution to bring to the United Nations, which, by the way, this session of the United Nations is the 70th anniversary. The United Nations began in 1945 at the end of World War II, mm -hmm. so this is the 70th anniversary, which has you know some significance. Uh, people that know the Bible in Genesis chapter 10, the table of nations, are 70 nations. So it's kind of uh, an interesting time, uh, and the Pope is coming to address uh, the United Nations. Mm -hmm. We know that now Vladimir Putin from Russia has said, you know, he's kind of boycotted the U.N. the last several years, but now through his press secretary has said, no, this is an important anniversary, and he's planning on actually coming and potentially even talking with our president. So, man, when you've got the president of the United States, you've got a resolution for possible voting by the French sponsored for maybe you know, dividing the land and declaring a Palestinian state and the, the, you know, Russian premier coming. There's a lot going on that just from a political standpoint we can be looking at, let alone uh, the fall feasts themselves. So it's a time for us to really be focused on. There's a convergence. What do we do? Psalm 122, verse 6, man, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Um, so anyway, that's what I would say to those who are wondering. We're visiting with Pastor Ray Bentley from Maranatha Chapel, and we're speaking about his book, The Holy Land Key. And he's got a section uh, in his book about the untold story of Christopher Columbus. And I don't know if we can get him to tell us much about it, but Pastor, would you at least brief it for us and tell us, give us some insight? Yes, you know, <clears throat> this is a fascinating story. You know, when I grew up, I went to school. I remember, you know, in school they would honor a day called, you know, Columbus Day, mm -hmm. and learning about him and, and uh, America, the discovery, and, you know, there are other people that have other points of, you know, who discovered it and who was first, but Columbus is still very a very interesting character. Well, my friend, Robert Mawiri, said we were talking about this, and we're talking about Israel, the regathering of the Jewish people, and somehow Christopher Columbus came up, and he goes, well, you know Christopher Columbus was a Jew, right? <laughs> and that stopped me in my tracks. I said, what? I never. I thought he was a Christian. He goes, well, he was. He was a Christian. He believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ, but did you, he's in, like, the, encyclo the Jewish encyclopedia. I said, mm. what? So I run to my computer, and I go online, and I go, oh, my gosh, I, I didn't know that. And he goes, and then did you know that Christopher Columbus wrote a book on prophecy? I go, what? I knew that he wanted to share the gospel, but he wrote a book. He goes, yeah. He goes, you can order it online right now. I said, no way. So I went online. I'm, I'm downloading while I'm talking to him. I go to Amazon, and it is true. You can go on Amazon, and you can look up. It's called The Book of Prophecies by Christopher Columbus. 
It's a 500-year-old book Amazing. where basically he gives a 500-year-ago view, and basically what he says in the book is, look, we Christians have to evangelize all the continents and all of the islands, and then in the last days the Jews are all going to come back to Israel, and they're going to rebuild the temple, and then there's going to be a big war with the, between the Christians and the Muslims and Israel in the middle of it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I had no idea. And then I found out that he, the, the, the day before you know, he left is a very, very important day in the Jewish calendar. It's called Tish B'Av. And that is the day the Jewish people say was, they, they have this specific day. It's called the Ninth of Av in their calendar. And according to their historic records, and look, they, they're good at this. I mean, God trusted yes. them to write the Bible. They're very accurate about things, and they, they believe it was the ninth of Av that the first temple, you know, the beginning of the destruction of the first temple, and then it turns out that the ninth of Av was related to the destruction of the second temple in 70 A.D., and then they go through a list of things going all the way through history. It relates to World War One, and then into the World War Two, and... Um, and it was on that, uh, the eve of Tishbaav, King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella expelled all Jews from Spain. And it's amazing that Christopher Columbus wanted to be gone and, and apparently had lots of Jews and many Jews who were believers in Jesus when they left with all of their ships. And so, you know, Spain ruled the world when they had the blessing of the Jewish people there, and then there was kind of a collapse as they expelled them. But Christopher Columbus makes his way, and, and eventually, uh, as America is uh, created and established several hundred years later, uh, there is a huge portion of the Jewish population that comes to America, and that Abrahamic blessing follows us to America. Then God uses America to bless and reconstitute the modern state of Israel, and so anyway, it just it's fascinating, and uh, this was a whole new revelation for me. Uh, you know, the Abrahamic blessing, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. So I think this is very powerful, very important, mm -hmm. and by the way, it was immediately after that, because, you know, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. The following two years, on the divine appointments of Passover and tabernacles. Two years in a row, there were four blood moons. Wow. So that's why people are looking at, hey, in 2014 and 2015, we got these four blood moons, and the last one coming September 28th in September. Is something big about to happen with Israel? Well, we got a lot of things that we've talked about on the plate here, uh, and, and so we should be looking, watching, praying, and about our Father's business. Well, it's exciting. You've brought a lot of things together, uh, good food for thought. I want to tell people how to get to your book, and I'll refer them to your website, theholylandkey.com. Is that good yes, for you? That would be a great place, or they can go to Amazon.com and look it up and have it mail it to your address within a couple of days. That's even better, right? But I still yes. want them to visit your website so you know they were listening to us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I hope people read this book. I know it's outstanding. It, it couldn't be more timely, and pretty excited about this interview, sir. Thank you so right. much. Dr. Thank you for visiting with us, and God bless you. This is Charisma Connection, and we've been visiting with our great friend and pastor, Ray Bentley, on his new book, and we really recommend that you go find it. Again, that website is theholylandkey.com. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Steve Green. God bless you.
This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.